Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. So I want to read this verse. Will you read it with me? It's 1 John, and it's chapter 1, and it's verse 2. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, not just Sunday, not just Monday, all things that you're getting up, that you're going to bed, that you're walking, that you're talking, that you're doing business, that's raising children, that's your relationship. God wants us to prosper in all things and get this and be in health just as your soul prospers just as your soul prospers. I love this one. It says, beloved, it means friend. Uh, I wish or I pray good fortune upon you. I don't know if you know this, but Ventura means or Buena means good fortune, that God wants the journey of our lives at the end to be healthy and to be prosperous. And so I want to read it again. Will you just read it in your mind with me? I want to read it slowly, but I want this to become a key verse for you and I as we end this summer, we begin to go into the fall that our journey, our life, we're going to be healthy in our minds and prosperous in our souls. Are you with me? And so it says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. I want to say this right now. I do not believe it's possible to have a healthy soul without prayer. It's something about prayer that really is like a vitamin shot to the human soul. And many people say, well, when you've done everything, then pray. Well, that's kind of silly. No, we pray about everything. And we pray without ceasing. And again, it says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper and say it with me, all things and be in hell just as your soul prospers. Now, I just want to say this, and please write this down. One of the reasons I'm glad that we got to go to Italy, and I do not think we have to experience a European trip or sabbatical to reboot our lives, but I want you to write this phrase down. We want to start well, but we want to end well. You hear me? Last night, uh, Nicole and Jared, they were joined together as husband and wife. So today is their first morning as a couple, and they're starting right. Many people start well, but they don't end well. And I not only want to start well, but I want to live my life to the end well. And one thing that I know is that I cannot live well, get me, get me, if my soul is depleted. Now, how many of you love your smartphone? Raise it up. Come on. Give the Lord a shout and a witness that sometimes you look at this more than the word. Come on. And, and so, but it, now when we have our smartphone, you see this little battery icon? And so that's a picture of Becky and I and Chica Tara, if you were wondering. But anyway, 
When the battery gets to a certain point where it's low, it changes colors. And immediately we're looking for a battery pack to charge our battery or to plug in. We don't let this happen to our smartphone, but oftentimes we neglect our soul, which is more important than an iPhone or a smartphone. Why? Because it's the human soul that has all the apps for living. Are you hearing me? And you can have all the apps you want. However, if you don't have any battery juice in your soul, it's not, you're not going to be healthy. So it's impossible to experience health in our soul. Get this, write it down. When our soul is depleted or divided, okay? We cannot be healthy in our minds, in our personalities, in our will, if our soul is depleted. Now, let's give you a verse on that. This is James. It says, if anyone is lacking anything, let him ask of the Lord. That's prayer. Beloved, I wish above all things, I'm praying his wish, his prayer, is that he would prosper and be in health even as his soul prospers. So there is a connection between an outward success and an inward health. And so James says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it freely. He'll give it to you without finding fault. Now get this next part. It said, except a double-minded individual, meaning you have two souls. You have one soul where you're believing God and trusting God and another soul where maybe you're being unraveled. And I found myself in that position. And many times we use, I used to use that verse if I was believing God for something like a house, a down payment, uh, open door for the boys to get on a sports team or education. And how many of you ever go from faith to doubt? Am I the only one? You go from faith and then doubt. Your, your heart's saying, yes, yes, I can move a mountain with the name of Jesus. And your head is saying, you're dumb. You know, and I used to think that was duplistic or double-mindedness. I stand before you at this season of my life and I tell you that I think a duplistic mind, let me say it this, a double soul is one soul that worships God, loves God, but the soul is frazzled. It's coming undone. It's being easily irritated. It reacts and it doesn't respond. And can I say, let's just do this. Let's begin to define the soul real quick. And some of us may say, well, I didn't even know we had a soul. No, is the spirit the soul? And you have, and I have three parts. We have a body. We all know that. We have a soul and we have a spirit. Write this reference down. It's Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews 4, 12. It's not going to come on the screen. It's okay. I'm going to quote it for you. It says the word of God, and that's the Bible, is living, it's active. It is like a double-edged sword. Get this, get this. Piercing or dividing between the soul and the spirit. Can I say right now, there is a difference between the soul and the spirit. And in our soul, you said, well, what is in our soul? Well, our soul is your will is in your soul. Your personality is in your soul. Um, have you ever heard someone say, that's out of character for her. That's out of character for him. That means something's off in their soul. So your soul, write this down, is your personality, it's your will, 
It is your emotions. I want you to write that down. Have you ever heard someone say, don't be so emotional? And it's like, God gave me emotion. Now, I know what you're thinking. How many of you think I'm emotional? Okay, Sabrina, that was a little bit much chuckling. Now, just because someone talks in a monotone voice and never reacts doesn't mean they don't have emotions. We all have emotions. God gave us emotions. So in our emotions, our personality, our will, our intelligence, uh, our emotions. Now, I really want you to get this. Write this down. When my emotions are out of control, please write that down. When my, okay, I'll say Jews, but yours. When my emotions are out of control, my conscience is robbed its normal standard of judgment. Meaning when I let my emotions go, almost like a runaway train, I can't even begin to hear what God in the word through the indwelling Holy Spirit is directing me. And so when the emotions are out of control, let's say it another way, when my emotions are stirred up, how many of you ever get your emotions stirred up? Okay, I'm gonna stand up on this one. One of the greatest things that happened to us in Italy wasn't just the food. Oh my goodness. You guys, Jesus is Italian. That's all I'm telling you right now. No, 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 no. He is definitely Italian, and I have three reasons from the Vatican. Number one, Jesus is Italian because he lived at home for 30 years. Number two, the Pope says Jesus is Italian because he had the same 12 friends for 30 years. Number three, Jesus is Italian because his mother thought he was God. It's a joke. Now, let me go back. Remember when my emotions are stirred up, my conscience is robbed. Where was your conscience? It's not just telling you the difference between good and bad. It tells you how to live. What is your destiny? I think we need to reboot our conscience and heal our emotions. Now, one of the greatest things that happened to us in Italy, guess what? We didn't have 24-hour satellite cable news. So I don't know which news station you watch. My soul got healed in one week, not hearing all that's going on in the United States of America. And I don't know, have you ever started watching news and all of a sudden you're talking back to the TV and your voice is raising and you're yelling as if the TV is a person? Am I the only one who does that? I got healed, amen? I came home, I thought, let me see what's happening on the news. And it's like, ew. And so I just turned it off. And so I want to give you three things to change your life forever, okay? Three things to change your life forever. And I'll give you these words, routine, pattern, pathways. I'm going to say it again. Three things to have a good start and a great finish. Three things that will cause your soul to be healthy and your life to be prosperous. Now, when it says prosperous, it's not just being a fat cat financially. That's a little bit of it, but really he's not talking about just financial prosperity. He's talking about at the end of your journey, your life will go well. Now, let me just say this. It says, beloved, I wish above all things, or I pray above all things that you would prosper. Get this, and be in health. He didn't say that you would be healed. 
Because you could be healed of a backache, a headache, an earache, and still have your soul be unhealthy and not have health. And today, a big thing that's being discussed in the world is mental health issues. And I can say right now, you could have, and I can have a strong spirit, but an unhealthy soul. I want my soul to become healthy. And I'm going to show you three ways how to begin to have a healthy soul. Number one, routines patterns and pathways. I just want you to begin to write that down. Routines, patterns, and pathways. I want you to just write that down right now. Routines, patterns, and pathways. Becky and I are both very strong. And in one meal, we could disagree four times. And our voices kind of get aggravated, kind of. And we could begin, have you ever, you know someone so well, they, tr- they know how to push your buttons? Have you ever heard that phrase or they, there's triggers? And that can happen four times in a meal. So we both were apprehensive, to tell you the truth, to go on this two-month sabbatical. It's like, dear Lord, we're going to be with each other a lot. <laughs> and it's like, I hope, that, that's going to be like four million disagreements. And, <laughs> and I'm going to come home sad. And, and so the first thing we did, true story, and I'll tell you more about this process. We drove to Atlanta because my Jake was preaching before. You did so good. You crushed it before 8,000 people. And my son was a champ. That was better than the Little League All-Stars. That's all I will say. And so we were driving the Tesla, and I'm glad we didn't take the Volvo, which is gas operate. Uh, you run it on fuel. You could tell I don't hardly fill my car up. <laughs> but with the Tesla, you have to plan. And Becky went to AAA, and she planned all that trip. And can I say right now, the nation is not ready for electric cars. I don't care how you voted or who you voted for. <laughs> There is no infrastructure to handle 7% of the population having an electric car. We could only stay where they had electric charging stations. And when it would get low on battery, you had to go to some of the most bizarre places. But you know what was weird? It changed our routine. Because if we were in the Volvo, we'd have stopped. We wouldn't have had to plan. We would have had to, we could stop, get some chips, get a soda, get jacked up on sugar and processed foods, and then get aggravated with one another. But because we had to slow down, and one of the things that I say that began to change, Becky and I, and I'm going to tell you something that happened to us in Italy, and it was supernatural, but it began to happen on the first day we got in that electric car called Tesla that Becky calls Lulu, and she she loves Lulu. She's checking on Lulu because Lulu's still in Georgia. And, and, so, and so I kid you not, we had to slow down. I want you to put that word by routine. You have to slow down. And we get into Italy and the first day there, she goes, what do you want to do? Let's go on a tour. I said, Becky, this time it's not the regular vacation. We're not here to see all of Italy. 
We've been to Europe, uh, I have, uh, five times. This is your second time. I said, we're not going to do that. We're here to repair, to heal, and change our lives forever. And one thing about the Italians, they walk, they have a swag like no other people on the planet. They eat, they don't eat like we eat. They don't go, (laughs) in America, people are doing this, and they're out, they don't talk. When they eat, it's an hour and a half experience. And what makes me laugh, I thought thought for sure, Becky, you were going to say this this morning. Every day when we would go out, eat, walk in the vineyards, she'd tell people, buongiorno. (laughs) Had an amazing southern Italian accent. But I kept telling you, it could be evening. We'd go out to eat in the evening. And again, they don't start eating. The earliest, it would be like their happy hour, which they don't have a happy hour, is at 7.30 to 8 at night. That's the early bird special. And so we would go into the restaurant at night. She'd go, buongiorno. i go, babe, you just said good morning, for goodness sake. And so, but the pace slowed down. And because... We're in Italy and it's Europe. You don't want to be looking at your iPhone that much or it's going to cause your bill to go way up. So we actually had to look at each other. And we had to talk. And we made a rule in the new routine. We're not going to talk about church. And we're not going to talk about this or that. We're going to begin to have some conversation with one another. And we're going to begin to have a similar routine every day so we rented a car a fiat (laughs) you guys are not supportive my goodness no i shouldn't be driving in america nor italy okay and so the lanes where we were at we were in the tuscan valley staying at the medici vineyard because of friends who own it and they have roads that would be just not even a small uh, Volkswagen bug could barely get on it, but it's a two-lane road, and it's like playing chicken. And Becky and I came into total agreement every morning when we would drive to get coffee or walk or work out. When, when the car is coming at us, she's going, Jesus, you know. <laughs> and, or, or, and I would shut my eyes. I was like, okay, if this is it, Lord, you know. <laughs> I am not joking you. We didn't have one argument. Why? Because we slowed our lives down. And routines lead to pathways. And pathways, take that back, lead to patterns. And patterns lead to pathways. And so, and I loved it. This, this little voice would come. Uh, in a quarter of a mile, you're going to take the second exit out of the roundabout. All of Italy has roundabouts. Now, I became a champ at the roundabout if it was the first or second exit. But I got cast into a cul-de-sac of hell where Satan lives. When the little GPS, thank God for MapQuest, asked Becky, comes on and says, in a quarter of a mile, you'll take the fifth exit. So we start trying to count in Italian. Uno, due, tre. And we start counting. Oh, I missed the fifth exit. <laughs> and normally, please get this, in America when I'm driving and I miss an exit, what do you think? My, where does my soul go? You say, well, how do you have a double soul? I'll tell you, my soul driving in America. I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I missed the turn. Becky, why did you make me miss the turn? 
But you know what? In Italy, you have to drive a lot slower. And I thought, wait, you're going to have her do the county? You guys, we didn't have one fight in the roundabouts. And I'm telling you, we got a new pattern that leads to a new pathway. And it is amazing. Can you say amen? See this with me. Say, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in hell. Please get this next part. Even as, now you should read it in the Greek, even as your soul is prospering, present tense. So I couldn't have had a healthy soul 10 years ago, but if I'm reacting right now and my soul is becoming unraveled, it's not prospering right now. I want my soul to prosper in every season. I want to uh, tell you about something, and this is going to heal you forever, whether you're single or married, empty nest, full nest, this can heal you because it healed me. I think one of the ways I allowed my mind and soul to become duplistic, and I think Becky would say this as well, we were looking for a marriage kind of to be like a John, Jane Austen novel. Mr. Darcy. And so we were doing so, so good. Not one argument. In the first week, I thought, we got this. The sabbatical's working. But God is not going to have a Band-Aid on something that needs healing. He's not gonna allow it. So we had a disagreement. It was a speed bump, but we quickly repaired. And we had the honor and the privilege to go to Capri. You guys, Capri is absolutely the most magical place I've ever seen in my entire life. It would be something that I would have only imagined in my mind through reading or a movie and when we were in Capri, we had a misunderstanding. And, but we repaired. And usually when Becky and I don't see eye to eye, and she has, you know, her challenges, but usually it's mostly my challenges. The next day, have you ever done something in your life? And, and again, it's not physical or anything, but you beat yourself up for 24 hours. And your soul gets depleted because you're focusing, why did I do that? Why did I do that? And that next day is we're taking the uh, bullet train from uh, Naples to Rome, Rome to Florence, then to the villa, which would have been our home this summer. I told Becky that morning and said, let's not bring it up. Let's not get in that cul-de-sac like that roundabout with the five exits where we're going to spend all day going over it, 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 never end. And it felt like the Lord said, that's not going to be your routine anymore. He said, son, I want you to show yourself self-compassion today. He said, how can you have compassion for her or anyone else when your heart is on yourself? 
And you cannot love your neighbor unless you love yourself. Stop being hard. He said, do not think at that at all. When the thought comes, now I'm going to use a term here. It's, uh, it's a mental health term. Sometimes the biggest routine we need to change. And yes, physical activity and schedule do affect emotions. But it's called looping. And if I get in a loop, I'm telling you, it's like being in a Fiat in Italy and it has five exits and you keep missing it and you go around and around and around and around and all I know that my journey cannot be successful if I'm supposed to drive to Florence but I'm stuck in a cul-de-sac called emotional looping that is not the will of God and that is a problem for many believers today because God gave us emotions not to destroy us but that we can mitigate them and I don't think it's God's will that my emotions control me. I should be controlling my emotion. Are you with me? And I'm not joking you on that train. I'm with journaling. Man, Chandler from Maverick City was talking me on the train. He'd have really been asking about I filled an entire notebook. And during that time, I am not exaggerating you. I had an experience with God. Now, I believe in one God, and I believe there is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the person I most feel in the Trinity, one God, three persons, is usually, for me, it's the Holy Spirit. And but that day on the train, the presence of God came on me. And you can ask Becky, I began to weep, but it was the Father. He came in a warm, beautiful, paternal way. And I knew he loved Becky and I equally but individually. He knew our weaknesses. He knew our shortcomings. He knew our trigger buds. He knew that we had a disagreement in Capri. But yet there was an overwhelming embrace of God. And in that moment, the only way I could describe for, uh, to you, I didn't, I've not been an angry person. I usually did not carry hurt in my soul. But I think it collected over a three decades of ministry in life and miscarriage in uh, lymphoma in different things but all of a sudden I'm, I'm not joking you pain left my body it, it left my soul and you know what was awesome and you could ask Becky we had a couple uh, hiccups here or there but never from that point on to this day no more was I blaming my misdirection. Becky, why didn't you tell me? Why did you tell me to do that? Can I say Jude's problems is not Rebecca's problems? I have enough of my own. Come on. I think someone wanted to clap. <laughs> it left me, and I'm not joking you, and you can ask her. And so we were holding hands on the train. And she was squeezing my fingers. We don't have big hands, Becky and I. And she was squeezing my fingers and normally say, babe, relax your grip. And but in that moment, the presence of the Father was still enveloping and it came to me. <laughs> he said, you love Becky and you love her with all your heart, but you've deprived her of affection. And you will change your routine right now. And every day, and when you're with her, you're going to hold her hand. 
you're going to give her a kiss. You're going to give her a hug. And when I told her that, that moment, she began to weep. And he said, stop thinking about your own needs and meet her needs. And son, I will meet your needs. Are you with me on that? So a routine can lead to a new pattern. And a pattern is when something is cut out, you put cloth on it, and we have a pattern called Christ. And we can never have that garment of righteousness if our soul is depleted and duplistic or divided. Because patterns create pathways. And can I say one of the coolest things is going on that speed train from Rome to Naples or Florence to Rome. It can't go fast. And all of us in America, we want to be successful overnight like that speed train. But can I tell you, you can't even go fast or slow if there's not a pathway. You can't even drive a Fiat or a Tesla if there's not a road. You see, a pathway is the infrastructure. I don't want to live with one bout of health and success. I want my whole life in each season to experience health. I want to say as a great hymn writer, it is well with my soul. Are you with me? I want my soul to experience health because routines lead to patterns and patterns lead to pathways. And I could tell you, Becky and I have discovered a new path. And when we married over 30 plus years ago, I sang her a song saying, walk with me, lady. I know the road won't be easy. Can I say our path, I've experienced this as we were in Italy. It's now getting brighter and brighter to the perfect day. And there is a way that is why, but it leads to destruction. And many take that less, I mean, that easy traveled road. But for a believing person, whether you're single or married, there is a narrow path. And on that path is Jesus Christ. And it isn't just Jude and Becky and us trying to heal our souls. My friend, there is a threefold cord. It is Jude. It is Becky. It is Jesus. And we with Christ are creating a new path. There is a way that seems right to someone in the ministry, right to someone who is successful. But the end could be destruction. But there is a path that gets brighter and brighter and brighter and more illuminating than the day. Come on. As each day passes by, can you give the Lord a shout and a hand clap? And I just want, to, I want you to say this with me. Say, beloved. beloved. Say, that's me. That's say, I am, I am God's, bestie. God's bestie. He said, I wish, I pray, I desire above all things that you would prosper. That means you would have good fortune. You would have a success. And that's not just going around having a positive confession. Although some of us need to practice some positive confession. Saying I'm good enough, smart enough, kind enough is better than saying you're stupid, ugly, and dumb. Come on. And be just literally, it's not just that. When we change, hear me. I know my life has changed. Because then you know how they say, 
give me 30 days and you could change your life forever. In 30 days, you could break a bad habit, but you could also start a new habit. What is that? A new routine. Can I say Jude and Becca, we had some things to break. And in the 30 to 60 days we were gone, they are broken. They will continue to break. But we also have the power of a new routine. And if the old routine is keeping you stuck, create a new routine to have a pathway to get your butt out of the shadow of the valley of death. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay in that roundabout. Come on, get in your fiat, put it in gear, and let's go. Can you say amen? And so for us, 30 days, 60 days, it literally began to solidify. So we were going to fly home on August 4th. Band, come on up because I need to let them know I'm in. We were going to fly home on August 4th. I went to Becky. I said, I don't know if I'm ready yet. That's why we left the Tesla in Georgia. I said, I think I want to secure our routine. Now, y'all look at me. You could tell I just went Southern on you. Whether you're a doctor or, I mean, maybe any career, I don't know. I would say this, being a pastor, you give your life constantly. And where Becky and I, one of our wrongs in our routine, everybody was always before Jude and Becky. And I said, I don't want to re-enter our atmosphere called Ventura too quickly. Let's take another week. I said, because when they go to outer space and they come back from the satellite space station, the re-entry is probably more important than when you breach that orbit. And I said, let's make sure we re-enter keeping the routine, the pattern, and the pathway that God showed us. And so we did, and we are, and we are. I want to tell you something that happened to us as we were coming back from Capri, as I said, we got the speed train from Naples to Rome. Then Rome, we're going to Florence, and it was going to be uneventful. Hour into the trip, the, the train stops, and they make an announcement in Italian, and then in English, saying there was a massive wildfire near Rome, heat wave in Italy, in all of Europe. So we sat there for an hour and 47 minutes. I knew something supernatural was changing. When I had enough patience to sit there and I thought, well, kiss Becky, show her affection, write, put on a worship song, I think you're gonna be okay. And so by the time we got to Florence, it's late at night, probably 10 to 11 to midnight. I can't remember the time. And normally where we were staying, it was the second exit from Florence. Unbelievable, Sabrina. I want you to see it one day. And Becky and I get off. I, I wouldn't do this. I would never do this. I don't think I've ever done this. We get off, the train doors close, takes off, but there's Jude and Becky. We have a new routine. You created a new pattern and a pathway. Now normally, 
with the old routine and the old pattern, I'd have blamed that one on Becky. Poor Becky, dear God. We didn't. We got off on the wrong exit. And you guys, it's dark. There's no supermarket. There's no homes. It's out nowhere. We're disoriented. I said, just give me, I had her hand. I said, let's just quickly pray. I said, try to call a taxi. She had changed her SIM card to an Italian SIM card. I did, and I'm, I just couldn't release my Verizon SIM card. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, I need my numbers. And she called, and they answered. And I love Becky. You have to, oh my gosh. Oh my, I, I, you will hear, I will imitate this in the days ahead. <laughs> Buongiorno. I'll go, Becky, it's midnight. <laughs> Do you speak English? <laughs> And they spoke enough English. This is where we're at. You've got to send a taxi. 20 minutes later, an Italian taxi cab comes. He takes us eight miles, holy God, to where we were supposed to go. And we kept trying to look for that space. I mean, that train, where, where did we, where is that? And we were talking to our friends who owned the villa, and Lisa said, you got on the train that's the longest route. It's almost two hours, an hour and a half. And you were going a completely opposite direction, but eventually would have came to the train station. It would have been the last one. And that's when the Lord impressed on my mind. He said, son, it's your choice. Heaven is your home. But how you enter it is now up to the routines, the patterns, and the pathways that you and I and Becky began to create and build. And he said, you have a choice to get on a train where you get off the second exit, but you'll spend the rest of your life on this earth and you'll never really get, you'll come to heaven, but you could experience this now. And can I tell you, we both, I mean, we were thanking God. And some of you were saying, I don't feel like praising your children with me. Mom, I don't feel like, put your hands up right now. Can I tell you in that taxi cab, Becky, he didn't know what we were doing, Roy. We're going, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord. And we had a breakthrough. And I stand before you, and I thank you forever for the rest of my life because you beautiful people allowed us. Jude and Becky, we got us a new routine. And we got us some new patterns and we have a new pathway and I promise you as a church as a people as couples and singles God is a good God our souls are healthy come on and we will prosper because it's his desire his prayer his wish I don't want to live duplistic and depleted any longer stand at your feet I want to pray for us I'd like to deal with this how many of you have anything in your soul that's either depleted, unhealthy, or you go back and forth? You feel? Now, let me just tell you signs of an unhealthy soul. Number one, you don't have control of your will anymore. You say things that you don't even remember. Number two, how about, number three, how about this? You, you have panic attacks. Come on, we just are coming out of a global pandemic. And trust me, all the world was in Italy. 
more tourists in Italy this summer than probably attended a 20-year period. And none of them were wearing masks. And you could tell people, though, have a higher anxiety. That is a sign that the soul is, needs some healing. When, you can't, when little things begin to disturb, come on. Are we not stronger than that in our minds and our soul? Yes. How? Through a routine, a pattern, and a pathway. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.